What's up, people? Casey here. Welcome or welcome back to episode four of the Pages of My Diary podcast. It's so good to have you here today. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Um, for those of you that are maybe new or aren't familiar with the podcast, or for those of you that love hearing me repeat myself, uh, my name is Casey Sana. I am a musician. And for the past year or so, I've been keeping a diary documenting the writing, recording, and release of my latest project, The Human Experience, which is available now, probably on the platform that you are listening or watching from, so feel free to check out more from us after this episode. Um, But midway through writing, I decided that I wanted to turn this diary into a podcast to give you guys a little behind-the-scenes look into how an album is made. Uh, When I first started this a couple years ago, I was very naive. I thought that a musician had an idea from the heavens above um, and then recorded it. And then the next day it was it was out. It was released. Turns out that's not how it happens. So I wanted to, uh, like I say, give you guys a peek behind the curtain. Everything we encountered on the journey of making this project. And today's episode, today's episode is an episode of value. I've got a ton of songwriting tips that I use, um, as well as some tools to stay out of negative headspaces. Um, And actually, one of those tools helped me write one of the songs that you lot hear on the human experience. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. We've got that and so much more coming up right after this. Why are you so focused on the black and white When there's a thousand other colors So much more to life And don't be missing what you never had before Alright, very excited to get into episode 4 for you guys today That song you just heard in the intro was Black and White From The Human Experience And we are kicking off today's entry With Saturday the 26th of September 2020 Oh, and we're kicking it off positive. Easily the worst writing session so far. I ended up getting nothing done and have a massive headache. Um, Well, I mean, it was 26th of September, two days after writing Hallelujah, you know, I have a bad writing session. That's that's how it happens. You have good sessions, you have bad sessions. Um, So you just kind of got to roll with them, I guess. I guess I couldn't really get into any of it tonight. I started the session by double-checking all the completed songs so far, brackets, the highlight of my night, <laughs> and that went well, so I guess the positive is that when songs are finished, they're much more solid and need less changes than the last album did, so far anyways. Yeah, the last album had a lot, a lot of rewrites. For one reason or another, you know, um, I either fell out of love with the instrumentals that I'd chosen, or... The, the writing wasn't strong enough. It wasn't telling the story that I had in my head. Um, for instance, Summertime in December, that was originally called San Francisco Cafe, which was a similar story, kind of a um, a new relationship. And obviously the setting is still in San Francisco, but it wasn't strong enough as that original song. So I took a few of the stronger lines and... Uh, reset I guess reset my mind and came up with a new story same with Champagne Charlie that that probably had about a hundred versions before the ones that you hear um I just remember I really wanted to do it justice and I just couldn't find an instrumental and then I'd find an instrumental and after a couple weeks I'd just 
hit a wall writing it, I guess, or I'd just be like, I'm not really sure this is the right one anymore. So yeah, I mean, that's a positive for this project. I'm, a few songs ended up having quite a few different versions, but for the most part, um, yeah, they were pretty solid, I guess. Then I tried writing for Kissing Boys in the Rain. Couldn't find the right pitch and tone. I mean, that's that's always good for a singer. Uh, moved on to Fall Asleep and Wake Up With You. Melody was a motherfucker. And now I'm not sure the beat for Sometimes is right, or even the whole concept of the song, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like I said, um, you have good sessions, you have bad sessions, and 90% of the time there's no clear reason for why they've gone either way, you know? Um, there's no formula for songwriting, which is the hardest thing to accept, but the biggest thing to learn. As a songwriter, there there is no, no formula. Um, when I get into zones like this, where everything is just such a battle, and everything's so hard to, to write, which, to be honest, I'm glad I kept this diary, because I don't remember those sessions, I only re really remember the good ones, but I think that's because the bad sessions are so few and far between, but it's good, it's good to look back and go, okay, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, it wasn't all easy sailing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I've had writer's block, because I don't know if writer's block is real. I think it varies from person to person. I was watching a Seth Godin interview uh, not too long ago, actually. Seth Godin, for those of you who don't know, he's a genius marketer, author, guru guy. Um, I think that's his official title anyway, but um, yeah, he's like a marketing genius. And he said, writer's block isn't real. People are just afraid of, of bad writing. So you almost set that standard for yourself and that's what trips you up because it's not that you physically can't write anything, it's just that you don't deem that what you're writing is good. Um, which I think is a fair point, you know, there's no such thing as writer's block, but you can definitely write some bad stuff. Um, and I think then you start to get in your own head, you think, well, was the stuff that I thought was good actually that good or was it not really any of it good. Um, another one as well, another example, Harry Styles mentioned in an interview around Fine Line, I think, um, he talked about songwriting like surfing. So when you start surfing, you don't have the, the skills to get up on the board. So the wave might come, but you're not ready for it. And that's what it's like at the start of songwriting. You don't really know what you're doing. You're just kind of figuring it out, trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And then you get the skills, but sometimes the wave doesn't come. It's just not one of those days. But you get those certain times where both the wave comes and you're prepared enough, you're trained enough to be able to catch the wave. And that's when you write your best material, which is quite a nice um, like metaphor, a nice bit of imagery as well. And I think that's true, you know, sometimes it comes, sometimes it doesn't. I think we spoke about in an earlier episode about when you think you're ready to write a song versus when you should actually write the song. And then one final bit of imagery for you. Um, Ed Sheeran describes songwriting like a dirty tap in an old house, um, where when you start running the taps, it just flows dirty water, non-stop dirty water, and that's essentially what you are. Well, 
it's not what you are, but it's what you do when you start songwriting. You write bad song after bad song after bad song. Trust me on that. But over time, when you get your reps in, you get the practice in, then over time you start to flow clean water. And now you're just constantly flowing clean water. You're writing good songs. You know, your water bill is through the roof, but you're, uh, you're flowing clean water. So that's the positive sign. And then every now and again, you'll flow dirty water a little bit. You know, you'll write a bad lyric or a bad song, but that's okay. That's just kind of, now it's out of you, is what he says, which I think all of those examples are good. Um, the only thing that I really keep in my mind when I'm songwriting is if I hit some resistance, I go, okay, stay at the table. I do a lot of my songwriting at the table, but it's more the the notion of, okay, stick with it. Like, and then I'll stick, I'll stick it out for 10, 20, 30 minutes, however long I feel. And then it'll either start to work. It'll start to flow clean again, or I just feel like I'm beating a dead horse in, in which case you need to have that self-awareness to know that, okay, like, I think we'll leave it there for today. I think we'll put a pin in it. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's a, a myriad of examples from great songwriters um, great songwriters and me, um, <laughs> on how to write songs. So if it's something you're interested in or you want to try, just know everyone is rubbish at the start. Back to the entry. Also, I love the instrumentals and people I've worked with so far, but what the fuck is it with producers at the moment? I'm having to chase them to give them money. Like one person has listed their beat for free, but I thought, no, I want to give them something for this because the beat is amazing. Two weeks later, and find a fucking Lee. Oh my gosh. So, it's, it, I mean, it's not so bad now, or on the good side. Um, I think at this time, it's just because it were like bosses. You, none came forever, and then like three came at once. So I was just waiting for so long to hear back from them. Um, but it's not so bad now, like I say, I've built relationships with people who I now know on a on a personal level whereas before it's like reflecting back on it you're cold emailing someone saying hey can I can I buy your instrumental it's very transactional it's very cold there's no there's no like rapport built they don't know me they don't owe me nothing I don't know them I don't owe them nothing so that's how you can see it from both sides and see how the situations like that just there's no urgency for them, but there's all the urgency for me because I just want to know. Um, I don't do very well in the in the uncertain, shall we say. And another one keeps getting back to me with one-word answers to my questions and asking for updates, which is super helpful. I do find it frustrating, but honestly, I find it more funny than anything. So learn to have some fun with it. There we go. Hopefully, next writing session goes a little better and we get some more cool, cool songs finished. Now moving on to Thursday, the 1st of October, new month, new mindset. Well, it was an improvement on the last writing session. I had the day off today, so went on a walk whilst listening to instrumentals, and one in particular caught my ear. I think that's another another strong tip for songwriters, um, or anyone creative, I think. If you can occupy yourself with something pretty basic, like walking... For instance, I've, I've been walking most of my life. I, I think I've, I'm pretty good at it now. So I don't need my... My mind's not taken by it. All the energy in my mind can just 
wander. I can look at the trees and then next thing you know, I'm thinking about something that happened five years ago and that might spark a song. Um, I might be dreaming of the future. So if you can occupy your body with something pretty basic, it allows your, your mind to start subconsciously going over your day or just thinking of new ideas really. So I've heard people like Steve Jobs used to go on long, long walks and I think, yeah, the proof's in the pudding. They say your best ideas are on a walk or in the shower and both those things are they're pretty basic things to do and, and it just, just occupies your body enough for your mind to, like I say, to, to wander into the unknown. Uh, caught my ear. I think I'll end up getting a custom beat made because the one I currently have doesn't really go anywhere. No added instruments to push it forward. No real breaks from the main melody. It seems to be an eternal verse section. So this instrumental I'm talking about is the initial inspiration behind uh, Black and White, which I did end up getting. I ended up working with um, a great producer that I know, and uh, we ended up getting it done. I think it came out pretty damn good, to be honest. Um, at the moment, the song is called Black and White, and the two lines that sparked everything else were, so why are you so focused on the black and white? When there's a thousand other colours, so much more to life. Instantly, it took my mind back to a drawing I made for a potential art cover a couple of years ago. Along with the Patch Adams quote, You're too focused on the problem to see the solution. The drawing represented that quote. It was a magnifying glass over the dark side of town, as I call it. But surrounding that dark part of town is a much bigger area of beauty and brightness. Yeah, I'll try and uh, I'll try and find that drawing. I'll take a picture of it, put it on Patreon for all you lovely people on there. Um, but yeah, I, it pretty much does what it says on the tin. It was a magnifying glass, which obviously pulls your focus there. And it was a dark. Well, I don't think it was coloured. Actually, the uh, the the drawing I did. My art skills have a lot to be desired. In case you weren't aware already. Um, so it wasn't coloured, but it would have been like black and white, grey skies, stormy clouds. And then around it is just sunshine and sunshine and rainbows. No, sunshine and, and blue skies and green trees, very vivid colours. And they just represent, you know, the grey skies is the, the sadness, the depression, the, the dark thoughts, the negative mindsets. And the lighter section is that that optimism, that positivity, that brightness, that euphoria, um, which I think is what I wanted to get along with the song Black and White as well. Um, sometimes we can we can get so zoomed in to one part of the picture. Again, the magnifying glass being that example, you can you can get so close and so sucked into the the whirlwind of those emotions, especially the dark ones. They're very magnetic. They pull you in and they suck you in. Um, but sometimes you need to zoom out and you need to see the whole picture. Perspective is very, very important in, uh, in life. Just knowing what you have and how lucky you are just for your heart to be beaten, to be quite honest. Um, yeah. And I think that the song balances that optimism with the realism as well and, and practicality of it as well. Uh, this is to say that even when you're feeling depressed or you watch the news and see the state that the world is in, even in those darkest moments, there is hope, there is love, and there are things to be grateful for. The person you you see and you hear, 
that's who I believe I am. I am a generally positive, optimistic person, but the reason I made the human experience was to show that we're all united in the fact that no matter how positive somebody may seem, no matter how happy they may look every time you see them, that's not, no one is one thing all of the time. People who are positive have down days. Um, it reminds me of the quote, there is no coming to consciousness without pain. And that's so true for my journey and I'm sure for many, many other people. Um, so like I said, perspective as somebody who's gone through those times is what I look back and think, wow, that's, yeah, that's definitely helped me through. Um, and to give you actual like practical stuff rather than just be grateful, I have like a, it's now a trigger, but I had to train myself for, not train myself, I've got a, I've got an image of like a rocky freaking montage of me just training to overcome. Um, tangent aside, <laughs> I did train my mind to have this as now it's a, a natural response, but when I feel myself complaining or getting into a negative mind state, I, I have the trigger word 50 things. And what that means, when my mind says to me 50 things, that means you're moaning, you're complaining, or you're getting into a very dangerous negative state right now, which, you know, as we all know, can speed off and spiral very quickly. So I want you to list 50 things that you're grateful for. And then I, I kind of, I take a step back, I take a breath and I go, okay then, right. and then I'll just start listing things like I was earlier. The fact that I woke up today is a blessing. The fact that the sun rises every morning is a miracle. The, the fact that I have a roof over my head, a bed to fall asleep in, um, people around me that love me again. And it's not necessarily about, okay, I've done my 50 things. I just list them off until I feel better or or I realize how minuscule the thing that I'm complaining about is like, oh, the Wi-Fi is so slow today. And then it's like, you know, we're, we're blessed to have the Wi-Fi. Some parts of the same country I live in, some parts of the less uh, of the developing world don't have access to Wi-Fi. So I'm lucky for that. Yes, it's a bit inconvenient, but it's not the end of the world. You know what I mean? Um, it's all about shifting your focus. And the best example, actually, I watched a, uh, it was a snippet of a Tony Robbins um, seminar. And he said, right, everyone in the room, and we can do this now. So everyone in the room, I want you to look around you right now. Pick out everything that is brown. Okay, look for brown, look for brown, look for brown. Everything around you that is brown. Remember it, remember it, everything. Look for brown, look for brown. Close your eyes. Now tell me everything that you saw that was red. And obviously, you know, people couldn't list anything because they were too focused on the task or their mind was taken up by, okay, I need to look for brown, I need to look for brown, that they couldn't remember anything red in the room. So he said, okay, right, open your eyes. Let's do this again. Now let's actually look for red, okay? I'm being honest. Look for red, look for red. Every everybody listening, everybody watching, look for red right now, look for red, look for red, everything red around you, okay, close your eyes, did you see more red that time, and obviously everyone said yes, so Tony said, well, why, you know, we didn't put anything extra that was red in the room, it was all here before, so why, because seek and you shall find, 
and that that's the punchline you know seek and you shall find that's how i got the inspiration in black and white seek and you'll find that's how the saying goes so if you're looking for darkness don't be surprised when it shows it's all it's all in there and hopefully that example paired with that lyric is is now a trigger for you guys whenever you listen to the song and maybe you're having a a little bit of a a look for brown day <laughs> and you listen and you hear seeking you'll find that's how the saying goes so if you're looking for darkness don't be surprised when it shows and that will be the trigger where you go okay maybe i need to zoom out and and look for red that little bit more thank you so much for joining me for today's episode that is episode four in the bag um i hope that you enjoyed it i hope that you get a lot of value um, out of this episode and hopefully these tools should you ever need them will come in handy uh, if you see a friend that's maybe struggling or maybe they they look like they're having a bit too good a time um, everyone's got a good poker face nowadays so you never know who who might benefit from hearing these tools so make sure that you share it with them um, and well actually sorry <laughs> that sounded a little bit too uh, salesy I'm not saying share the podcast with them, but share the tools with them. So if you need to take notes and, and you want to do it that way, then we covered 50 things to be grateful for. If you feel like you're having a moan or maybe you're drifting into a little bit of a negative space, um, 50 things to be grateful for. Looking for brown versus looking for red. And finally, zooming out and having a little bit of perspective on your on your situation and how lucky we all are to be living this human experience. Um, if you want to show us a little bit of love, I would be honored if you could do all those podcasty things. If you could like, follow, if you're watching on YouTube, I, uh, um, hit subscribe because we've got a ton of new content coming every week, every month. Um, we are, yeah, we're coming big this year. So you'd be a fool not to be subscribed. So make sure you are. Um, and if you could be so kind as to leave us a review, that would be so helpful. Leave us a beautiful little comment, what you think these first four episodes, what you want to see in future episodes. And if you want to be a contributing member of the Casey Sana fan club, then please head over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. The last thing to say, do not forget this, is the most important bit, do not forget you are amazing. And every room that you walk into is better because you're in it, all right? I love y'all. I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.